Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a special Monday edition of Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebop. Joining me, as always, for another handicapping adventure through the NHL are my friends Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. And yeah, it is it is Monday morning, and we're with you. That's because the NHL is dark on Tuesday. The NHL is dark on Thursday for American Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving, of course, the NHL is not dark on, uh, but what better way to celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving than to play a bunch of hockey? Um, so yeah, a little bit of a different uh, schedule for us this week. We'll be here Monday and Wednesday, and then we'll take off for the holiday. And we're going to start this week with a deep dive into the Bruins and Lightning. Uh, Boston minus 135 on the road at Amelie Arena. The Lightning plus 115, uh, total of six and a half, Tim. I think ever since you said that the Lightning have kind of done their job, uh, the things have kind of just gone awry here uh, for John Cooper's side. Um, Not looking very good. I actually think that uh, as the Bruins look viable as a real favorite here. Yeah, every, I think that has happened a lot this year. I said, I think the this Capitals team really sucks and has a chance to start spiraling out of control. I have uh, haven't really had my finger on the pulse of uh, – the two, uh, the bottom and the top of the league, I guess. But look, this Tampa Bay team, Kucherov, I mean, everything that guy touches, he's having a hell of a year. I I probably lean towards over in this game just because um, I think that the Bruins are going to be able to, to get theirs in terms of capitalizing on some of the porous defense that we've seen in Tampa and especially porous goaltending. And then I think also to Tampa just has the firepower to, to get there as well. So if I had to make a play on this game, it'd probably be the over. I wanted to take Tampa Bay. It's kind of like my, um, as a, as a Bruins guy, it's like the reverse bias type thing, but that's probably a better reason to stay away from a side for me and just go with this over. Yeah. I mean, the lady have won two in a row, but just Nick, you've been onto this pretty early. Like the, the process looks, it just looks funky more than anything with this team. They're, they're, playing a lot of funky games they're fighting it a bit i feel like uh defensively especially a lot of high event stuff um as well uh a lot of crooked numbers in their games and 
when you rely on that kind of back and forth, we've got to outscore our defensive mistakes. Like there's not an opponent I would rather play less than than the Bruins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that's a really good way of stating it. Like even versus the Oilers and what was a pretty hideous game, the Lightning find a way to get their way into it. They get the lead. They give up a crossbar a second later and a post like a minute after that. And that's pretty much how it's been all season. Like they've been disastrous defensively. The headman pairing is getting completely caved in and he's slowly kind of been on a downward trend defensively for a couple of years without people really calling it out. But this is like crazy and they don't really have anything else to do. And Tim talked about the over. I, I mean, I, I would never play the under on a lightning game right now. Like I think you need to give me a <laughs> crazy number. It seems pretty scary. Like you look at it, all their superstars are clicking offensively. And their goaltender is coming down to earth. He's not supposed to be that good in the first place. And then they're not defending overly well. So like at most, yeah, I, I agree. I couldn't go on the under here. Um, even though it seems like when the Bruins play really strong teams, that can be how it goes for sure. Um, but yeah, I like the Bruins here. I just, it's one of those things. They're just playing such a sharper game. It's a, it's a little scary. Just, I just feel like sometimes riding these teams that are just completely humming on all cylinders, it, it feels almost like more like you're afraid to run into a letdown spot. But right now these teams are kind of night and day, I think in terms of their overall process. So yeah, I like the Bruins. I think at minus one thirty, anything down to minus one thirty-five, I would play them. Uh let's stay in Florida. Uh the Oilers are going to visit the Panthers. This one's close to a pick'em. Edmonton minus one oh five. Florida coming back at minus one fifteen. Uh the total is sitting at seven. Nick, uh Tim and I are on each on a different side, but you are going to look at the total. So you can start it off. Yeah, I like the over here. I just think right now with the Oilers. Even at seven, like there's, if you can get seven and better than plus 100, which there's a lot of those out there, I would still play that. Like, it's just so hard for Edmonton right now. I think that at this point, they have honestly been maybe the most unlucky team in the league. It feels like one of those things where they continue to get called out for defensive breakdowns that other teams wouldn't. Um, And I've always kind of criticized this Oilers management group, this Oilers team for not being like an actual contender. I think right now they've had it pretty harsh. And they're defending a little better than people think. But the goaltending is just not there. And there are some uh, complete lapses for sure. And then, yeah, it just seems like the Stars are having to score their way out of those problems every game. Um, Florida's defended really, really well this season. But I still think Edmonton can go in and get theirs. And the other thing, Barkov out. uh, I still view that as raising the total just because of how good he is as a defensive player. Florida still has guys that can score at his level. So I think that helps as well. You don't have him matching up with uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. So this just looks like one that can really blow up into me. And I I kind of lean to the Oilers, but like I, I actually fully, res- like Florida's playing such a good team game and now they've got their guys back. So I, I don't think I can quite do it, but it just, I still just feel like I kind of want to start buying on this Oilers team. Like they've they've been pretty unlucky. I think the overall process is starting to get pretty good. But I mean, I don't want to, I just, it's just scary. It feels like, you know, every game just has a way of getting blown open. I thought that Tampa game, they're pretty good overall, but it's just a good example of why I think the overs are a good play right now. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we we talked last week, you guys are like, we you wanted to beat the market to the Oilers. And I was on the other side saying that's, that's generally a good practice, but their fatal flaw is still there. So it's, it, the, the process almost doesn't matter right now to me because the goaltending is just so bad. 
Um, yes. and so, and you just cannot trust it at all. And I think that they're getting a lot of credit deservingly. So from, from sharper people like you, like this is that they're, the process is there. They just need to save, but that's not a given like this. It's not like yeah. a guarantee. And even there. a bounce too, to be yeah. clear. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, just and not one a thing I'll kind of tie in quick too, while we're kind of talking by Oilers, I would still say I wouldn't buy on like the cup prices right now. Cause I think there's more room for those to tank. Like as much as I think they could go on an upswing here, it feels like to me, the chances that they climb enough up the standings in like the Pacific where they enter, you know, February or something in a position where they're like so much better situated that their price is drastically lower. Seems unlikely to me. If you know what I mean? Like I'd rather just wait. Same kind of thing with David and the heart because people, I think the heart's pretty wide open. I hope it stays wide open because we've got pretty good positions, but I think I'd rather pass on that too and just see like if maybe it drags out a little longer with him, like not producing at such a high level and and the weather's kind of just hanging around looking looking modest and not cleaning up win after win. Yeah. Uh, and I think so basically what you're looking for from an Oilers perspective is is a streak. Like you, you, when is the streak coming? Everybody's having that question. That's the question everyone's asking. And to me, the answer is, it's not coming because we might've seen the longest streak for them already because cause they just don't get consistent enough goaltending where you can put together an 11 game winning streak or an 11, two and one stretch Like you need the goaltending. It's, it, it's just one of the, the truths of I hockey. Mean, they only have Skinner there. Right and they now. only, yeah, like you're right. going to, you're going to put Calvin Picard in there. Uh, yeah. I, and and then, I, people are talking about them going after Jake Allen or Sam Montembeau or Caden uh, Primo. Okay, go do that, but I still don't think that's like a guarantee that Jake Allen's going to come in here and and he might be better than Jake uh, that's Stuart Skinner and give you like slightly better results than that. But you're still going to need good goaltending, and uh, that's why I still I'm I like the Panthers here. The the spot's scary. They're coming back from a long road trip uh, in in California. They're getting healthier. Uh, they look like they're getting healthier now. Barkov's out, <laughs> um, and then so like there's there are some things that aren't totally appetizing about the bet but i think until the oilers get their goaltending sorted out i'm happy to take them on against a really good team and a, a on the road as a pickup so tim uh what 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 am i not seeing here um i don't know if you're putting enough stock into the first game back from california trip for florida <laughs> uh, edmonton in florida waiting for them i think edmonton being as Far away from from Alberta is the best thing for this team. Go hang out in the sun, like go like where no one cares about hockey in terms of it being on the radio, you know, talk radio smashing you uh, every five seconds. And so I'm just going to kind of like go down with the ship here on Edmonton and I'm going to buy at short prices because I know that the ceiling is so high. Like, okay, yeah, the goaltending is the elephant in the room, but and Skinner was good last year, but they haven't ever had outstanding goaltending like in this in this like window here. They've never had insane outstanding goaltending. So I'm I this this is insane goaltending. This is absolutely this insane. Is, this is insane goaltending. Um on the on the other side of the spectrum. But that's why I kind of I'm more convinced by what Nick says in terms of um like they I think they can their process is okay enough that they just need a couple bounces. And again, the, the, the ceiling for them at a short price and maybe I'm an idiot, but, but that's just how I see it. 
we're we're all idiots because we're betting the NHL every day. So <laughs> yes, you are an idiot, but so are we all. Uh Rangers and Stars are next. Uh Rangers at plus one fifteen, stars minus one thirty five, hosting the red hot blue shirts, ten oh and one in their last eleven, something like that. Uh total of six. The Rangers like they're really good. We 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 don't need to go into that. They're playing really well. They're having a great start to the season. It's it's just hilarious that they're doing they're they're posting similar a similar like statistical portfolio that they did last year, which is really good in the, uh in on the margins with their power play and the goaltending's really good. I know they're defending well, but you look at like their five on five numbers, they're not tilting the ice because they don't need to. This is the same kind of numbers they put up they posted with with Jared Gallant. Um, but the new coach, I guess, has tweaked it out things a little bit and, and it's working, obviously. Um, but I think it's important to note that if other teams had these kind of numbers where they're like top two in goals against average as a team and uh, top, you know, three or four in goal differential differential overall, and their five on five numbers were as middling as the Rangers are, people would be like, this team's going to regress. This team's going to regress. But with the Rangers, nobody's calling for it. Uh, which I think is is just important to note because we've seen them win with this formula before. Um, both these teams defend really well as Stars and Rangers. Both have really good goaltenders. I think that this is, uh, without overthinking it, is a, is a decent overtime bet here, Nick. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable angle. Um, yeah, I'm really high on the Rangers right now. They're playing great. I, I think defensively, like, it almost seems like they're a little sharper than their analytics. Like five on five, they've been way better defensively than the last couple of years, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're suppressing shots at a league best uh, like uh, rate right now. So yeah, and it looks really sharp. Like I was prepared to be super pissed off if they lost to the Devils on Saturday because uh, Shesterkin was letting in, let in a few softies. The first goal they played such a good period, and he just blew it up. So it's very hard to predict that. But um, it's especially impressive too if you think about the fact that they don't have Fox, and he's been their biggest play driver for three straight years. Um, so the ceiling could be pretty high for New York, but yeah, Dallas is playing really, really well too. I, I thought this price looked pretty fair, and I think your overtime call is definitely a reasonable look. I was looking for an excuse to bet Dallas, but I think the number is indeed right. Um, we talked about the way that the Rangers try and win games. I feel like Dallas. I mean, aside from the way that the Rangers are humming on the power play, Dallas plays a pr- pretty similar like style. I think that there's. Similar teams if you swap the uniforms. Um, I think one of the biggest factors in this game has to be Rangers, second-best power play percentage in the league. Dallas, second-best kill percentage in the league. So if there is a team that can uh, slow down the uh, the the way that the Rangers play, you know, average five-on-five five game and then kill you on the power play, it would be Dallas. But it's just – I think the numbers just bang on. I don't uh, – I the, the Rangers are my daddy. I, I hate this team. I, I think I, I try and fade them like all every other night, and I just can't do it. All right, it's yeah, it's a similar story to last year, I think, for us too. Maybe <laughs> we're just learning our lesson. Um, <laughs> Avs and Preds, Colorado minus one seventy, and the Predators hosting at plus one forty two, and a total of six. I think it's Avs or uh, Avs or pass here. It's just hard to bet bet this Predators team. It gets us. It just looks this one looks ugly. It looks like it, it might just get out of hand pretty quickly, uh, Nick. So um is it as straightforward as what I just tried to explain? Yeah, I kind of lean with the abs, but just because like it still feels like they're getting going, but there's been enough shakiness that I don't really want to bet it at this number. And the Preds, we talked about it 
they don't quite seem as bad as six and ten, do they? Like I, I know we didn't think they'd be great, but it, it feels like more often than not when I've watched them, they've been competitive. Um, yeah. So that kind of just keeps me off it a little bit. I, I think it's just a reasonable number. Um, if I were to do the Avs, like it feels like you almost would want to just target their stars going off. They're starting to be kind of just go as those guys go, which is what we saw at the end of last season. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have a ton of interest on this one. Yeah, a lot of the lines that we're looking at, right? I mean, in our like little rundown here, we have Colorado listed at minus 170. And uh, I grabbed Colorado before 170. And so I know this isn't like the best way to do a podcast, but I think 170 is like the top, the the highest I would go. So, you know, do that with you will by the time this comes out. But I thought Colorado would, was value up until about that because, you know, I again, the Colorado thing scares me with, I said a couple episodes ago in terms that, you have to pinpoint if they're going to be engaged because when they're not engaged, it, it can look ugly, but when they are engaged, they just pummel teams. Yeah. I didn't think there was as many as those black and white, just incorrect numbers on this slate as there's been lately where, and granted those haven't worked out very well for me, but there's been <laughs> like, it seems like every slate recently there's been like one or two where I've been like, that's just not the right number. This is like, it'll, it's going to move 20 cents for sure. I thought this slate, there wasn't many of those. There was one. And I think we're, it's probably the next game, I'm guessing, way buff. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that one. Uh, the Kings are minus 155 on the road against the Coyotes, plus 130. Oh, yeah. Home yotes. Mm. The total is six and a half. You two both like the Kings. Uh, I'm not allowed to bet against the Coyotes, so I'll sit this one out. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just I think this is a good bet on the Kings. I think with the Coyotes injury situation, this game can be minus 170 for sure. So I was happy to buy on the Kings at the current numbers. The Coyotes don't have Barrett Hayton, which is a pretty big loss. I know he hasn't been amazing, but that line's been really good and they don't have great center depth. So I look at that as a concern. The back end's a little beat up. And then more importantly, the Kings look like one of the most well-rounded teams in the NHL right now i think we've been pretty pro kings all year when i talk about how i don't really love the king or the oilers as a cup outright bet and like why i don't think it should move that much well a big reason is because the top two teams in the pacific right now as much as people can say the west is weak the oilers playoff path when they finish even if they finish top three in the pacific like they're going to get either the kings or knights in round one so that's and that'd be if they got up to third so that's Pretty serious. I think the Kings are legit. I think they're probably still the best cup outright bet on the board at plus sixteen hundred. They just look deep. Their their back end's good. Their offensive core is pretty much a wagon. And uh, this the one fear here. I, I think we could maybe see Phoenix Copley, but I looked at the, like with betting early. That was kind of my one fear. But I still think this price would hold if we got a surprise Copley start. And then the other thing is. I don't know if it's that likely because this is their only game before back to back on the weekend. So unless they're really wanting to go like two Copley starts there, I still think you can ride Talbot and have it be a fairly num- normal starting schedule. I just think it might be him because of the um, fact that Tal- or, uh, Copley hasn't played in a while. But I think this is just a, a good price for a team playing really well. The Coyotes are kind of dinged up right now. I don't think they've been playing that good. So it didn't work for me versus Columbus, but I thought that was another kind of middling performance by them so overall it just it feels like the coyotes are coming down to earth the injury situation is getting worse and now they're getting a team that's just playing as complete a hockey in the league so i think it's a pretty good spot uh yeah you, you mentioned the oilers and passing there and i think uh this this thought sprung to my mind if, if 
Edmonton had the record and was playing the way that the Kings are playing. Where is this line? Like, yeah, the Kings are just being underrated. I think at first glance, uh, basically by the market every time out. I, do, I would reluctantly agree that that it's you, you got to be betting the Kings in this spot rather than the uh, the Coyotes. Um, but like I said, it's, their lineup is crazy right now. Like, yeah, and, and with Talbot Talbot playing well, it's like, stacked. But Dubois, Dubois so being good. Dubois being a, a banged up. Um, they said the injury is not as bad as they thought, but that is, you know, Nick. What? How, how much did that move the needle for you? Like seven cents. I, like, <laughs> okay. You, you know, thing, like, no, I think he's great, but like they're still going to so deep. They're going to have yeah. Kopitar and Dano. Dano, yeah. Like still matching up against the Coyotes down the middle. Like they're a team that. I think doesn't take as big a hit in terms of replacement value as others. And I, I think he's been excellent and like a big reason why they're a good cup out right by, but they're like, they're deep. They're good. They should still dominate play here. And they have so many guys who can step in and play at such a high level. So I like him. Yeah. Maybe I was, when I first saw this line, I was shocked and I, I hit the Kings and I thought maybe that, um, the odds makers thought Pierre Luc Dubois was three different players that would be out with the. <laughs> so I, I was like, "What am I? I seriously said, what am I missing here?" Arizona also, you know, the classic uh, coming back from a road trip, first game back, L.A. Not a not a tough trip just down to Arizona. L.A. is just so much better than this team. That like we love, I love me some Coyotes, but this line. Like as we look at it now, I think it's wrong. Put some respect on the King's name. I got him to win the cup before the season. Don't, yeah, you don't know? don't put some respect on him so we you can keep betting him. Oh yeah. yeah. When, when people say that, I'm yeah. like, why do we want people to put respect on the name? Don't you just want them to not? Yeah, uh, my, yeah, my fault. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Speaking of respect, how about the San Jose Sharks? Uh, they're plus three ten in Vancouver. Uh. The Canucks are prohibitive, three ninety minus three ninety five favorites, and a total of six and a half. Um, first of all, it feels like the Sharks have not played on the road at all this season. I was <laughs> thinking that, yeah. Like it, it, I, I, every time I look at them, I'm like, wait, why are the Sharks? It feels like the Sharks are a little, uh, like the price is is short short here, and then I realize, oh, it's because they're giving them a home ice advantage. Or, but uh, yeah, this is this feels like the one of the first couple times that we've had a chance to talk about the sharks on the road um don't think there's much of a difference between the sharks on the road and the, sh- the sharks at home hey don't tell out. javier jose don't yeah. tell him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say javier that crowd looked pretty light the other day uh, he's gonna i'm not messing with them i'm not messing with them and and you know that they'll travel well up north to vancouver so uh it'll sound like the shark tank north up there in, in british columbia uh so I have two thoughts here. Um, one, uh, Tim, you have it jotted down. Uh, this is my first thought, and, and maybe it's because I was burned by the first by it the first time, which was, do you just go wild with um, Canucks correlated, you know, Canucks blowout correlated props? Uh, Pedersen hat trick, JT Miller, Besser again scores a hat trick against so some some something like that to build around, or is this number on the Sharks just gonna get too long? Because uh, we like the Canucks, we think the Canucks have been really good. That the goaltending disparity here is going to likely be huge. Um, the skill level, the top of the Canucks roster and the top of the Sharks roster, uh, uh, good lord! But 
you know, weird stuff happens in hockey. We saw it in that Oilers game. And at some point you wonder like, yikes, uh, is this going to get to a point where I've got to bet the Sharks? Because um, I don't think it's going to stop at plus 310. Uh, and if- yeah, I think if you want to be, it, it depends how you want to look at it. But if you want to be favorable to the Sharks, you could say their last six games has been pretty drastically. They're not that far behind Columbus. It's a pretty good segment compared to where they were. So if you want to be really pro sharks, you could say that. Um, oh yeah, I this team much, much, much improved. Yeah. Hey, they have been though. You know, like you look at the Blues game, good performance. Obviously, the Panthers game, pretty competitive, and then they had you know a couple blowouts against mixed in there. But the Oilers game and the Flyers game were both good too. So if you look at it, it feels like they're figuring out how to learn how to defend a little bit to me. So I. I don't know. It it looks like honestly about a bit of a right price, right? Like they're if they'd stabilized a bit, saying they'd win this like one out of three and a half times. Does that seem reasonable? It just I if anything, like I feel like I'm kind of feeling a tighter, low scoring game that the Canucks find a way to win. But I don't I don't know if I really have like any way to tap into that betting wise. Um Leboff, you said the you presented two scenarios. Why why not do both? Oh, if, why not you both? Because <laughs> like, you know what that happens. The sharks, uh, yeah. the sharks the lose it overtime. By one. Sharks yeah. lose yeah. two one in overtime. A, well, a goal by yeah. Kyle Burrows for the Sharks, and a goal, a two goals by like uh, Noel Juleson for the well, for the Canucks. Well, you know what? Okay, if you bet a unit a game on NHL games, just split the unit. Mm-hmm. One is your crazy same game parlay, and then the other is you wait, wait, wait. Right until three seconds before puck drop, you take that San Jose line that is way, way, way high. Why not? It sounds too good to be true, Tim. And uh, <laughs> I've learned in my 33 years of life that when something sounds too good to be true, for other people, it might come true. But for me, it, it never does. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I've I, thought about it. Trust me, I've thought about it because I'm sitting here thinking like, like, this game has we used the strategy in that Oilers game and it worked out brilliantly for us that books are just naturally and they're programmed because of the algorithms to that a six, one or seven, two score line is, is a very um, rare outcome for a hockey game. But in this particular matchup, it's not, it's, it's one of the more likely scenarios, right? So I, I, I want to go, I want to play into that again. But at the same time, I just like look at the Sharks number thinking this thing could get to 350. And I don't think the Canucks are good enough where they should be laying this kind of price to anybody. But, but the spot, too. I mean, Vancouver has just lost two in a row. You know, San Jose won, yeah. just won their third game. They got game. Drug, dragged to the deep end of the pool by the Islanders. Come on. Right. Looking... You know, like I think um, <laughs> it's – I love this. I love the San Jose Sharks so much. I mean, this team's just so fascinating. Uh, but, like, I think that's probably the route I'll go because I just have – I just adore watching the Sharks so much. And, you know, this is the last one of the last uh, NHL games till the mini break here. So I'll be up late. And, you know, that's that's what happens. So I'm going to be doing I'm gonna be doing the old split the unit in half and, and see what happens. And I'll talk to you guys uh, when I go on too. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll be here waiting for you. Uh, the one, two that I think could be decent, but it's not very fun. I don't know. So the Canucks team total 
Under four and a half is minus 150. I think I'm close on that. If people could push that a little higher, I think I'd play like minus 145. If it's Blackwood, I should throw in there. Oh, hey, Kakinen looked great okay. the other night. Yeah, true. But maybe he's maybe he's found it. Now I mean. that would be the Oilers goalie that would make me laugh the most if they go and get <laughs> Kakinen. Uh, all right, we'll wrap up with the the Flames and uh, Kraken. Close. This one's also close to a pick. I'm with Calgary as a slight underdog, uh, even money on the road. Seattle minus one twenty, an over under of six. I was hoping I was gonna get a a better opportunity to bet the Flames here, um, but I'm not. And this game doesn't really excite me as it's currently lined. Tim, I think that you're pretty much right. But in terms of the tier that Seattle and uh, Calgary are in, I think they're in the same tier. And I think Calgary's better than Seattle. So that's why for me, the price is, you know, sort of right. But I'm going to play uh, Calgary. At, it's it's even money right now. But as long as they're a dog, essentially, I'm going to be back in Calgary. It's, I think, uh, Nick, you'll probably talk about how um, we could actually just play uh, a previous tape from, you know, the last, you know, two years you've been doing this and this, this Calgary team is on the precipice of turning <laughs> around. They, they are, but, um, <laughs> they also I got dragged they, to the deep end of the pool by the Islanders. Yes. Oh yeah. Team no one wants to play. <laughs> well, I think the, the way they both play the Islanders identically is a great comment on what I was going to say about this game. Cause I think the price looks like really accurate, right? They're, you're saying the flames would be a slight favorite on home ice i think that's perfectly appropriate i i think the the part of it for me too is uh i still think the kraken are slightly better in their record i've got these like i think you can just pretty much interchange these two right now so i don't have much interest in betting this one i actually think it'll be a pretty good game um but i thought the number looked fair all right uh there you have it should be a fun monday night once again nhl's off on on tuesday and then we'll be back uh, on Wednesday morning to preview Wednesday night. Um, and then the NHL is off again on Thursday. So a weird week here. Uh, that, that kind of, yes, speaking of it, it does feel like some, if because of the way the schedule is set up, it does feel like weird stuff is going to happen uh, in the NHL this week, which is kind of why I feel like the Sharks are dragging me towards them. Uh, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop I, i'll send I, you the yeah, face yeah let's just stop stop the podcast before i <laughs> talk myself into another bet on the sharks um sharks road trip uh oh, only two games okay i was gonna say do they get a win on the road trip lay off but uh, yeah hey nick this is important though because um you have a gripe against the san jose sc- scorer the the guy that does the stats oh, and yeah that guy is crooked i think and, and and so they're on the road so your your props might have a, a better chance here with no hometown cooking yeah yeah that's true and i already know everyone's posting quinn hughes shots but i i don't know i, I think uh i didn't really see anything jumping out to me i feel like eventually there's going to be a decent san jose one the one that you know i wanted tim is their top ahl score um yeah holy what is it, Dushkin? I hadn't even like Dush- watched Gushkin, him Gushkin, he played Gush- so good versus Florida, and then I was like watching and reading about him. I had no idea who he was, and then surprisingly, all the sports books knew about it, and his number was really short. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he's still up with them actually, but keep an eye on that guy. I guess when he yeah, is, I think his name is Danielle Gushkin. Yeah, uh, he was crazy versus Florida. Get your heart also- trophy bets in while you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, also earlier this year, your guy Crosby's taking it home. I know. Can you believe it? I hope so. He, 
the uh, I want to say too earlier this year when Colorado played San Jose, if you remember when they were down and they came back, I think San Jose too. Um, uh, the situation will happen a lot, has happened a lot, but um, teams live against San Jose when trailing. I think that that's always a spot to look because uh, the way the Avalanche tilted the ice in that game was was absolutely hilarious about a month ago, and I think Vancouver. It has like kind of the same capability if uh, if we get in a spot like that. So keep an eye on that. All right, we'll see. Uh, and we will talk about it perhaps on, on Wednesday. For Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski, I'm Michael Lebuff. Thank you again for listening to Line Change. Happy Thanksgiving, gamblers. We're thankful for you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.